Welcome to the More Practice Profits Podcast, brought to you by your host, Lorcan O'Donnell, health business mentor and podiatrist. The podcast that is designed to help current and aspiring clinic owners make the most of their clinic, turning it into a true business that can work without them, allowing them the freedom to earn more, work less, and live a better life. Welcome to episode 62 of the More Practice Profits podcast with myself, Lorcan O'Donnell, health uh, business mentor and podiatrist. And in today's podcast, it's um, myself interviewing a friend and a mentor of mine, Nicola McLennan, who is an osteopath who's recently sold her clinic and has gone full time into um, helping other clinic owners um, develop their business to a an asset that they can sell on and, and maximize, just like she did herself. And Nicola's speciality is Google Ads. So this episode um, is all about Google Ads and Nicola imparts all of the knowledge that she has and that she helps um, me and my team with when it comes to Google Ads. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Okay, so uh, thanks for coming to, to on the More Practice Profits podcast, Nicola. Um, your website is boostyourpractice.co.uk. And how we know each other is um, you were recommended to me a number of years ago by a, a mutual friend to help me with my um, Google My Business. Now, or sorry, Google Ads, I should say. Um, so at the time, we had been doing, doing in uh, exclamation marks or abbreviation marks, um, Google Ads ourselves beforehand. But when you came on, you showed us that we weren't really doing them right. And the result for me and for my foot clinic over the following 12 months was we grew 60%. So you're the ideal person to have on to answer a few questions on Google Ads. So can you just tell us a little bit about your journey um, so far from where you were, which was an osteopath, to where you are now, which is a health business mentor specializing in Google Ads? Sure. So um, thank you very much for having me on in the first place. But um, yeah, my journey was similar to, I think, probably a lot of your listeners, which was I was trying to um, scale and grow my practice. And the difficulty that I had was I was kind of getting sick and tired of watching my team twiddle their thumbs while I was doing all the work with patients. And I couldn't get my team's list busy. I was always really busy and the practice had become very over-reliant on my kind of word of mouth referrals. And they didn't want to see my team. So my team was always quieter than me. And I just got to that kind of stumbling block of realizing I need a, a marketing pillar in place. I need a regular way of getting new patients that don't even know who I am. You know, I need to improve the online side of the marketing. So Google Ads seemed to be the obvious um, choice because it kind of seemed logical because you're putting yourself in front of people that are looking for what you do in real time. So I went and uh, did some courses, spent some money and um, started completely changing what I was doing with Google and began getting that steady, reliable flow of new patients into my practice to the point where I was actually able to then um, step back and decided I, I didn't want to practice full time anymore, um, was able to sell my practice and um, was motivated then. I was sick and tired of seeing practice owners be kind of 
you know, ripped off by unscrupulous Google Ads agencies and decided that we could probably do an awful lot better and, and look after them a lot better. So, um, so yeah. So, so you, like for our listeners who don't know you, you had your clinic in London, which you've sold and you now live in Scotland, sunny <laughs> Scotland. So you're living the perfect life. Um, so if someone's listening to this, why should they use Google Ads or why did you choose Google Ads over, say, Facebook ads or newspaper or anything else? So, um, you know, Google Ads are so powerful because you're putting your business in front of somebody in real time that is looking for what you do. So they might be searching for a foot clinic in their area. They might be looking for treatment for plantar fasciitis. Um, they are in buying mode. They are in solution hunting mode. They're not over on Facebook looking at silly cat videos and you're trying to grab their attention and you're interrupting them when they're in social mode. Um, so uh, versus other types of online marketing, I've tend to find it brings in a much higher quality um, inquiry um, because somebody was actually searching and looking for a solution to that problem. Um, so it's very, very powerful and a kind of a no brainer when you think about it from that point of view. Okay. And um, how does Google Ads actually work so so if i'm sitting at home and i haven't done any marketing if i own a clinic and i'm thinking about how, what does it actually do for you know explanation for someone who has no clue so if we think about google search ads which for healthcare clinics is you know google ads is a very very big subject you can have google ads over on youtube you can have google ads on google maps but if we think about google search ads so if we think about you know mrs phillips is um typing into google you know um private treatment for plant fasciitis near me or um podiatry clinic near me and at the very very top of the page there is a piece of real estate there that is up for grabs and the only way you can be there is if you pay google to be there and they are having those ads look less and less like ads so you'll have noticed in the last few years that this the little two two letter ad that you know describes it as an ad has got much smaller the font size has gone down the colors changed it's much harder to notice that it's actually an ad but that is essentially where you appear so you are grabbing the top spot the the prime piece of real estate so you are the first thing that the person sees and if you do it smart and you know what you're doing um you should grab a high proportion of that traffic um, so it essentially delivers them through to your website where hopefully um, you're then encouraging them to inquire reach out book in etc okay and is this something that someone should try to do for themselves um, or um, are you better off actually getting someone who, who knows of doing an expert to help you straight off the bat um so if it really depends on how how much time you've got available you know i would certainly not recommend that you you know you sign into your google ads account off the back of this podcast feel inspired and just have a go i really wouldn't advise you do that it's the most complex algorithm in the world and it's very very powerful but you know, you, you you wouldn't think that if you'd listened to a podcast, you'd know how to, somebody else would know how to diagnose plantar fasciitis accurately, would you? So I would advise that you either go ahead and um, educate yourself, go do a course, go get some, some, some help and guidance or completely outsource it. 
take it off your list and have somebody do it for you that that knows what they're doing because um it can be very expensive and very time consuming if you don't know what you're doing uh, and i remember i don't know if you remember um nicola when i came to you first um i've been doing it myself thought i was doing a good job and and turned out that Google Ads being an auction, I actually have been bidding against myself. So I've been putting up my own price. And that was the first thing you ever pointed out to me. And that was a real, oh, dough. <laughs> that, that's the result of doing it yourself. Okay, so what would you think are the classic mistakes that you see clinic owners that kind of come to you other than what I've just described, they, that when they come to you for help that they're doing when it comes to Google Ads? Um, so the two main ones are using what Google calls smart campaigns, mm-hmm. um, which are designed for people at entry level that have no understanding of Google Ads, but they are very, very, very broad, give you very little control and just really give Google a license to print money. So do not go down when you, um, are, if you're experimenting and playing with this yourself, do not set up smart campaigns. Um, And the second most common thing is what I call having kind of one campaign to rule them all. You know, you go in, you set up one campaign and you kind of brainstorm every possible keyword that you could ever think about that you'd want your business to be shown for. And you just lump that off in one campaign and you don't try to think of um, being specific, being relevant, um, and organizing what you're doing on Google ads. Now you wouldn't know that it needs to be organized, but that's the most common thing is they're just wanting one campaign, put all their money behind that multiple different keywords and sending all of that traffic to their homepage and then wondering why it's not working. Okay. So sending to your homepage, that's what I, um, what I would take out of there at the end is is a really bad idea which is what most businesses tend to do so would it be a case that they have to have a brand new website need to rebuild a website if they're going to do google ads even say with someone like yourself um it really it really depends to be frank on just how bad the website is so sometimes the answer to that is i think you ought to get a webs a new website before we think about doing anything else um but Sometimes it can be a lot easier and a lot more time effective to just build um, what we call landing pages um, for Google Ads that enable you to not tackle the enormous job that is, oh my God, I need a new website. Um, You can just still be rocking and rolling and be getting a steady flow of inquiries in, um, but just building a landing page specifically for your Google Ad campaign. So we talked about um, an example um, search being somebody looking for perhaps a private treatment for plant specialitis, um, then we don't want to send that traffic to your homepage because you might not have much information about plant specialitis on your homepage. So having a, a custom landing page built all about plant specialitis and your approach is going to give you a massive head start um, because the person, the human being, found what they were looking for. So they're more likely to engage with your, pay, with your page. But um, Google also see, ah, you've you've taken them somewhere highly relevant and it gives you brownie points so you keep google happy and you keep the human being happy then then you've taken some real steps forward okay it's 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 like an analogy if i go in to buy a particular self-help type of book and i go into the bookshop and all the books are all jumbled up i'm not likely to buy anything whereas if i know i've got a particular section in the bookshop that's your landing page and your landing page doesn't necessarily have to be in your website it can be a separate page somewhere else that mm-hmm. an expert like you can help so it's mm-hmm. it, not in the case that you have to go on a brand new website and everything to get up and running 
Absolutely. And that can be, um, as you say, it can be such a, a headache concept, the thought of a new website. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be um, a specific page added to your website. No, you can get a standalone landing page and that can make it much quicker to implement. Okay. And do I have to have, this is a common question I'd be asked, is it, do I have to have a big budget to get started or can I start fairly small or? Um, it depends. The main factor that determines your budget is how competitive your area is. So, you know, how many other clinics there are that are in the Google Ads auction with you. Don't assume because you've got a lot of competitors locally that they're all spending money on Google. Um, but it really depends. So, uh, 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 let's say a foot pain clinic click the price for a click can vary geographically um, enormously and that dictates what your budget should be. Um, I would say for most clinics on average, you need to be um, bidding into Google Ads with a, a starting budget of at least 250 to 300 pounds or euros, a little bit higher if that's across the pond. If you've got listeners in Canada or the States, we'd be looking at sort of 350 to $400 um, is going to be enough to get you out the gates, to get you some inquiries, to get you some new patients and get you some profit and some confidence that, oh, okay, um, this works. And it is then quite tap-like. You can increase your spend, increase the things that you're bidding for and uh, scale it up. Okay, so it's the cost really of maybe one or maybe two patients. Mm -hmm. So it's not too much. You don't need to get too many patients in the door then to be breaking even and to be back into profit. Correct. Okay. And what would you say are the most effective type of Google ads for uh, clinics to do? Um, and I, I asked this with a smile because I know I ran some ads that you don't like, you want me to turn off. So what would you say are the most effective ad types for, for clinics to do or to start with? Um, so I would always get you guys to really think about the person and what they're typing into Google. And I encourage people to go for what we call kind of intention um, keywords. So um, it, if we were talking about the difference between, let's say, um, foot pain, heel pain and plantar fasciitis. So if somebody's just putting foot pain into Google, that would seem like an obvious thing for a, a foot clinic to do. <laughs> um, but they might have had foot pain for five minutes, five weeks, five years. We don't really know. Um, and they're not necessarily solution hunting. They could be a medical student researching differential diagnosis for foot pain. For all we know, it's very, very, very broad. And the search volume will be very, very, very high. So I encourage people to build campaigns around high intention phrases such as plantar fasciitis it's not a um, layman's term it doesn't roll off the tongue they've either seen somebody that's you know perhaps their gp has indicated that that might be what they've had or they've bounced around google and done some reading and research themselves so people specifically searching for more intention kind of keywords more diagnostic search terms and using the word treatment um, in play is going to be putting your business in front of somebody who's actually looking for a treatment solution as opposed to uh, a much broader search term. So I generally call that kind of condition-based marketing. Yeah. So where we're putting our condition-based hat on and thinking, right, within our scope of practice, what conditions can we put ourselves in front of um, people that are searching on Google? And it, I remember you brought this to me and I had been doing um, podiatry clinic and foot clinic. And 
um, when we started to, to check and we look at the numbers, we found it the more condition specific, even though we weren't getting as many volume of people, we were actually making far more profit from that, which kind of brings me to my next question, which is, um, and something you insisted on and I resisted for quite a while, which was return on investment. Why does ROI matter so much? Um, so it's it's incredibly important to even be able to know what your return on investment is. So, for example, Lorcan, at one point, I think when we started working together, you didn't have conversion tracking in place. Yeah. So it was very much a kind of guesstimation as to what the um, return on investment is. So if we rewind back a step in order for your clinics to know what the return on investment is, um, they need to have conversion tracking in place, which is a, a, a difficult thing to, to explain, but basically having things like call tracking numbers in play and to be monitoring, um, you know, transaction actions that take place on the page. So I see too many accounts when I, I'm helping people with the Google ads where um, they might have an agency running it for them and they'll say, look, it's, it shows that we had 70 conversions but we don't you know we we're not aware of any new patients that we had come in from google last month and that agency will be counting for example a button click and that might be a click on a book online button well do you know what many many people click on your book online button that don't actually go ahead and submit and book in <laughs> so they're actually measuring the wrong stuff so making sure that you've got conversion tracking in place so that you can measure what the return on investment is. And then to answer your original question, it once you know what's working and what's giving you a good return, it becomes much easier to, to amplify what's working and cut what isn't. Yeah, and, and I think I've, I've had a very similar um, experience to a lot of other clinic owners quite a number of years ago. I would have had a Google Ads um, expert come into the clinic and convince me that he was the right guy. And I remember giving him uh, for what for me at the time was a lot of money and he came back after three months and he gave me this all the sheets printed out and you have this many impressions this many clicks and so forth none of which made any sense to me so what essentially is the difference between a click and an impression and which one should i be more concerned about really or is that even the right question um so i would always be more concerned with your cost per inquiry so if you're running a campaign and you spent, you know, a hundred pounds on it in a month and you got 10 inquiries, well, that's costing you 10 pounds per inquiry. Then we think about, well, on average, how many of those inquiries go ahead and convert? Um, then we know how much not just an inquiry is, but how much a new customer is costing you. And if we know on average how much a new customer spends, then we can really start to rock and roll and work it through. But most agencies, as you say, will spit out a report at you that will tell you, talk to you about impressions and clicks. So impressions, to answer your question, will be the amount of times that your ad was shown. And the clicks will be the number of people that actually went through and clicked on your ad and went through to your website. Um, another important matrix that kind of lets you know whether your actual ad is any good 
is something called your click-through rate, which is of the number, the total people that saw your ads, how, what proportion of people actually clicked. And if that's very low, then perhaps your ad isn't very good and you can do something to improve the ad and make it more um, likely, more attractive for people to click. Um, and the higher that number, generally, the more traffic you're getting. Um, and Google rewards that. So Google notices when an ad is performing very well. And eventually you'll find that your cost per click is, is down because Google wants people to have a good experience on their search engine. So it rewards that good work. So, so the better you get at your Google ads, which is what we found since you've basically shown us how to do these things, the better you get at your Google ads and the more um, leads you get, the cheaper it actually ends up being for you. Isn't that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and, and Google Ads essentially is all about keywords. So can you explain to me what that means and, and what is the difference between say, people that throw out things like phrase match, broad match, that kind of stuff? Absolutely, so all you really need to know about that is never use what we call broad match. So you're never just gonna type keywords in without telling Google a um, little bit more information in regards to those words. So. Um, the two main and simplest things for your listeners to implement are what we call phrase match and exact match. Um, and that is basically saying that um, I want my ad to be shown when this word or a, an acceptable variant of this word yeah. um, is used. So that will account for plurals, that will account for slight typos, common ways that somebody misspells, which is vital, especially if you're going after something like plantar fasciitis, all the weird and wonderful ways that people attempt to spell it um, and such, as opposed to exact match is you're being very, very clear that I would like it to be this combination of words in this, this um, order. For example, um, if you're in somewhere where there's a public and a private sector of healthcare, um, if somebody's actually typing in, you know, private treatment for such and such, well, well that's gold. That's somebody that's looking to spend money and get it assessed privately. You might want to go after exact match. Exact match is more expensive. So sometimes, you know, you're only going to use that for those higher intention search terms that are more likely to be, you know, that's very obviously somebody that's going to be more likely to inquire, such as, as I said, private treatment for. OK, so if I'm if I'm a clinic owner listening to this and I, uh, for the first time, I'm going to start thinking I'm going to get it, going to get into Google Ads and I come to you, you're going to be saying, look, it's keywords. So what we're doing is you're thinking about what are the conditions specific that you want to attract and we're going to bid on those. They're called keywords. And there are different types of keywords like phrase match, broad match. But there is another one that nobody or a lot of people, a lot of clinic owners I've spoken to seem to know anything about. And that is negative keywords. And I certainly didn't know anything about them. And they are incredibly important, are they not? Absolutely. So these are specific things that you are telling Google. I do not want my ad to be shown in relation to these phrases. Now, when you start digging in and seeing um, what people are clicking on your ads and what they've typed into Google, you realize how weird and wonderful Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> at all Google is. Some funny things that people put into Google, but some obvious things for negative keywords would be things like cheap, cheapest, free. Does, you know, does coffee 
is coffee bad for plants fascia you know anything you can think of to do with supplements vitamins herbal teas other type of herbal products and different ways that people ingest them um anything you can think of um is going to dramatically reduce your spend because you're not going to have people you know typing nonsense into google that is you know um going to be wasting your ad budget and is it a good idea to have your own the name of your own clinic as a negative keyword um, it, it, it is and it isn't. So um, it, that really depends, Lorcan, on how your um, accounts and how your clinic overall shows on Google. So sometimes we might have a little mini um, uh, campaign in some people's accounts where we bid for their own um clinic name because we want to make sure that they're always showing top because they don't show organically very well but if they're showing organically well which means that you know your your clinic shows high on the first page of google without you spending any money then um and the reason why you've asked i suspect google uh, lorcan is that you're then not going to waste funds with your existing customers you know, clicking on your ad because they're just looking for your phone number or whatever. Which, yeah, which if you've done things right, Google will show them for free anyway. Indeed. And and okay, so so sometimes I speak to clinic owners, some of my clients, and they, they would be, I'm not ready to do Google ads. I'm not ready to spend any money on marketing. Um, but there are things they can do if they're not ready, if they haven't the funds to spend on marketing. Um, what would be you? What would be things you might recommend to them? So um, to improve the way that your business is performing on Google without spending money, the obvious answer is Google My Business. Most practices have claimed their listing and it's got a layer of dust on it. They haven't logged into it for months. And, you know, that is going to be really, really impactful. Um, And the algorithm is really, really favoring um, your Google My Business listing at the moment. So signing into that having a look at what you're posting, having a look at getting regular form of reviews in and just keeping that listing really, really spick and span and up to date, constantly updating at every opportunity um, will just doing nothing else will mean that you'll notice you're getting more patients saying we found you on Google without spending any money. Okay. And um, I know that you have something on your website that that will help people if they're if they already have Google My Business and they haven't looked at it for a while or they want to optimize it or they want to start. You have something on your website for our listeners, isn't that right? Absolutely. So if you go to boosterpractice.co.uk and go to the free stuff tab, and that will take you through to our master Google My Business for Practice Success course, which takes you through step by step how to actually go in and optimize and um, properly utilize all the different features um, that um, Google gives you that most of us don't use. Okay. And um, it's something that I have used in my own clinic and we continue to use. And I would strongly recommend anybody who hasn't done so, isn't using Google My Business, go to Nicola's website, take that free resource and utilize it. Um, Nicola, that's great. I really appreciate you coming on. No worries. Oh, pleasure. So if you're listening to this podcast and you feel that you need to do something about your marketing, you need to improve it, your Google ads, your Facebook ads, your website and so forth. If you want to have a marketing system that fills your diary with new patients, profitable patients 24-7, even while you're asleep, your clinic is closed or you're on holidays, then have a look at the new patients on tap formula, which delivers all of this for you. 
um, and you'll find it at our website morepracticeprofits.com or simply reach out to us on LinkedIn or on Facebook and we'll give you some information on it. So until next week, this is Lorcan O'Donnell, Health Business Mentor, signing out.